Blog Talk Radio. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Ann Hartley's Weekly Weather. It's an early broadcast today because I'm out in Sag Harbor, <clears throat> and I am on a cell phone, so hopefully the quality will be good. And you will hear Bruno barking in the background because suddenly there's somebody outside that he's decided he wants to guard me against. Bruno is my friend Sonia's pug, and he is an adorable little guy. And then there's Merlin, the Grand Pyrenees, who's out in the backyard, too. So you may hear Merlin barking. And I'm sitting here broadcasting at the kitchen table with a reasonable number of cell bars, so hopefully the quality of this is good. And you will hear the weekly weather for the week of uh, March 25th, 2018. Um, <clears throat> last week was a little tumultuous. This week promises to be tumultuous, too, but in a slightly different way. It'll have a different feel. Venus is really on the warpath, okay? She's uh, in fire. She's getting to the end of Aries. She goes into Taurus this week on the 30th. But before she does that, she has a number of aspects that kind of kick up her heels and make her be a pretty feisty little friend out there in the sky. And, of course, um, she's in Aries, so she's pretty direct and straightforward and straight-talking. And she also is going to link up with uh, Uranus, and she's going to link up with Eris, and she's got a number of aspects. So we can expect this to be a pretty big uh, week for women and also a big week for the feminine, especially uh, the feisty feminine, the angry feminine, the, the assertive feminine. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. Um, and that's Bruno you hear barking in the background. <laughs> Always an animal participating in my radio shows. What can I say? So uh, this week, of course, it is Palm Sunday, uh, we are in a moon in Cancer, so yesterday we had all the marches uh, around the country. Of course, moon in Cancer is family and tribe, and it was hard aspect, hard closing aspect. So uh, a lot of tears, and um, I know I lost it when Paul McCartney was interviewed, and he, they said, so you're out here marching, why? He said, well, I lost my best friend to gunfire, to gun, to gun violence, not far from here. And I was like, Wow. You know, and I was brought back to 1980 uh, and um, hearing he'd gotten shot five times in the back as he returned home from a recording. John Lennon returned home from a recording studio. And then all the people that gathered outside of the Dakota and around the hill where now there's a beautiful memorial to him, uh, imagine, uh, in strawberry fields. And um, at any rate, it brought back all these memories. You know, and I thought, wow, yeah, Paul McCartney lost a friend to gun violence. Hadn't thought of it that way. And uh, and Emma Goldman, I don't know if you saw her speech, very profound. Um, this is a woman I'm going to keep my eye on. She was the one that said BS, BS, you know, we call BS. And she got up there and she did a beautiful speech. She opened it and then she stood there silently for six minutes and 20 seconds which is how long the gunman shot them for. And you don't realize how long six minutes is. Now, a couple versions, it's added it on, right? They go, she stood there for six minutes. I encourage you to watch the full version of it, where she's standing there for six minutes, and watch how the crowd shifts with her on different, into different versions and different, uh, and, and just realize how long six minutes is when you're lying there wondering if you're going to live or die. You know, it was a very profound speech. So uh, uh, 
shout out to all those who marched. Um, remember to vote. This is how we change things. And I think, uh, you know, it was just a really beautiful, beautiful time. Uh, and also very emotional. I mean, I'm sitting here crying talking about it. So the other thing I want to talk to you about is with the energy in the sky with Mercury retrograde and with Venus and Aries, it can be very easy to hurt someone, hurt someone's feelings, not on purpose. You know, you just kind of say something. It's an inadvertent cut. And I received an email from a listener last week, and, you know, we had a conversation by email. And, you know, I think we have to be really aware that right now our words can cut. And we, we don't even necessarily mean it. But we say something, and it comes to the other person as a, as a cut. And uh, I was talking to a friend of mine, and um, we were talking about the cuts that you get in the world. You know, you go out in the world, and, and the world's a little bit of a rough-and-tumble kind of place, and people say things or people do things. And then you come home, and your family or your friends cut, you know, the people that are part of your life cut. And so we were, taught, we were visiting with some friends of Sonia's out here, and the one guy said, you know, he had ended, he was thinking about it today, but he had ended relationships with people this year that were, you know, were, were hurtful to him, that he just went, you know, I don't, I don't really need that in my personal life. I thought that that was important to me. But it's, but it's also assessing where people cut you, and maybe they didn't mean to, right? And so with Venus and Aries this week, we may find that we're going to say things or people are going to feel things, and it is incumbent on all of us to make the world a better place to say, hey, you know, when you said that, you cut me, you hurt my feelings. Because even if we didn't mean to, we can. And I think with Mercury and Aries retrograde, it's always good to take a moment and stop and say, hey, you know, I didn't mean to do that. But if I did do that, I apologize. Or that was not my intent. It was in the context of, or whatever the reason was, because we're hearing things on a different level. So in the case of uh, my friend, uh, you know, the friend that Sonia and I were talking about, it was someone who had decided to end a friendship because they felt they were getting cut by the other person. And, uh, you know, and it's, it's an awareness right now of the world being um, really pivotal time. And Mars is approaching its conjunction with Saturn, right? which it's out of bounds. Mars is in Capricorn out of bounds. So words can be carried much more strongly or can hit much more harshly on the wound, on the part of our soul that is working hard in this lifetime. And until Mars joins up with Capricorn, which is not until next week, it's like, you know, not this week, it's the week after, we're going to feel a little frustrated, a little blocked, a little bit like, okay, now what? And I imagine the kids finishing that march or the people, because there were grown-ups there too, um, now go, now what? Well, they go, okay, what's the next plan? And we've got the march. We started. Now the next thing is registration. The next thing is continuing to keep the energy moving. The next thing is taking it back to the local and saying, okay, on a local level, how do we change things? Because that's how it's done. You know, we've had this kind of thing before. When I was 18, you could drive drunk. I had a friend who killed a couple people. She was driving drunk. People in the backseat died. Um, you know, we could drink at 18. <laughs> you guys can't anymore. But, uh, but now, 
you know, we have Mothers Against Drunk Driving. We have designated drivers. We have people aware, you know, and it, that's a sea change in the, the 40 years I've been alive, you know, the 40 years since uh, my friend killed somebody, killed two people, actually. Um, and so I think we have to look at it and say, okay. So I watched uh, Yolanda King, the granddaughter of Martin Luther King, and she said to the CNN reporter, well, I want a world with no guns. And you can see the reporter start to get a little patronizing with her. And she's like, it's possible. It's possible. I have a dream. And it was kind of like, okay, you know, what, what's your dream? You know, and that's the other part that's going now. Venus is in Aries, and she is really feeling like she needs to move forward for her dream, that maybe she's been dawdling a bit too much, <laughs> and she needs to get on it, and she needs to get on it. So, um, so watch. Watch what happens this week. It's a very powerful week, lots of really potent energy, lots of energy about moving forward. We are, of course, we started March, at least on the East Coast, with March coming in like a lion with nor'easters, and hopefully it goes out like a lamb at the end of the week when we have Easter and April Fool's Day combined, right? Um, so our job this week is to know that the Venus energy is very feisty. She's really feeling her oats. She's in the last degrees of fire. She meets up with Eris, the goddess of discord, and the need to change things. And Uranus, the planet of, okay, I'm ready for a new story. And she's coming off some pretty potent energies with Pluto and uh, we also have a nice um, couple of other good aspects that are supportive of that, uh, that energy of Venus kind of feeling feisty. So watch your Venuses, people, <laughs> and get ready. Now, speaking of Venus, I'm going to ask you all for a little support. My assistant, Rose, has written a play, and um, it's called Jane Austen's Persuasion, and the website is Jane Austen's Persuasion. Dot com, And it's $20 for a ticket, and it runs on April 9th. It's a one-night show. It's a benefit. And I would love all of you love uh, to buy a ticket and uh, encourage, encourage young up-and-coming playwrights. Uh, it's being directed by the woman who writes the uh, Sarah Nor Norbrand or Holbrand, I'm drawing a blank in her name, the woman who's the uh, theater critic for the New Yorker mag New York Magazine and who's an MFA in, in directing from Yale. And Rose is a little nervous and uh, like to sell the seats. It's, it's happening in New York at the Gramercy Players Club down in Gramercy Park. Um, so you get to be by, in a really cool building on top of it. And there's really good restaurants in the neighborhood. And it's reasonable. It's $20. You know, it's like, and if you want a reserve seat, it's 50 But But I encourage you all to go by. Uh, it, her website is www. JaneAustensPersuasion.com, and I will say that producing his play is similar to getting married, <laughs> except it doesn't seem as easy. <laughs> so I have great respect now for uh, watching people. Uh, you know, I have great respect for producing plays. Watching uh, Rose go through producing this, so uh, but she also wrote it, and so I encourage you all to hop out and buy a ticket and support her efforts as a budding young playwright. Um, on the other note, we also have UAC coming up, which is in Chicago, so I'll be out there speaking, and if you run into me, you know, come over and introduce yourself. You know, a lot of times people, or, or come to the Open Center on Tuesday night, sometimes people come to the Open Center and they sit in the room and they kind of look at me and then they run out. You know, if you've come to the Open Center because I told you to come and listen to the astrology, come up to me afterwards and say, hi, how are you? There was this cute guy that came the other day. 
and one of my one of my friends in the class talked to him, and then he ran out of the room really quick, so I didn't get a chance to introduce myself to him and say hi. So, um, so yeah, so you know, kind of, and I wasn't saying that I was going to make a pass at him when I said he was a cute guy, just a tall, good-looking guy in the class. So. Um, at any rate, when you come to the class, if you do come to the class and you're coming because of the radio show, definitely stop up and say hi. Um, and I'm a little shy, too. I remember I'm a Virgo, so I might, I might go, hi, hi. And I went to my massage therapist's uh, birthday party in November. I think it was December. And this woman came, hi, you know, I listen to your radio show. I'm like, hi, how are you? And I was kind of like, hi, you know, it was, so I'm a little shy, too. So just know that I'm a little shy. You're a little shy. We're both shy, but just say hi. We share the love of astrology. Um, so, yeah, go to UAC. It's in Chicago. And those of you in the listing audience that are in the New York area that are looking to uh, get there, haven't booked their flights yet, there's a train going from New York. Michael Luton, who's a brilliant astrologer here in New York City, is organizing an overnight train to Chicago. So you can ride with a bunch of astrologers in your own astrology train car uh, I'm flying because I don't do trains, but um, I encourage you, if you do need it, he's in the phone book, Michael Luton, and also George Courtney, C-O-U-R-T-N-E-Y, is coordinating it. So, uh, but, but the UAC is next. It's in Chicago. It's Memorial Day. It's really, it's a conference that uh, happens every four years. This time it's six years because there were some disagreements that postponed it two years. But it's really cool. I was sitting with Sonia. We were looking through the schedule of stuff to what's up to see. And um, really interesting speakers from all over the world. And it's, you know, it's a gathering of your tribe. So if you can get to Chicago Memorial Day weekend. And it's UAC, UAC, United Astrology Conference. And, of course, it's on the Internet, too. Isn't everything on the Internet? All right. So let's talk about uh, the week ahead. Let's do the moons. And then we'll hop into the weekly aspects, of which there are myriad. Um, it is only a two-page week, but it's a full two pages. So it goes right to the bottom. Sometimes it's a two-page week with only a couple lines at the top, and that counts. But this is a big, full two-page week. All right, so today's Palm Sunday, the 25th of March. And the moon right now is in Cancer, and it goes void at 2.58 this morning with a square to Uranus. So things now are a little disruptive or a little change-based. Moon is void from 2.58 in the morning. These are all East Coast times, of course, adjust for your time zone. Uh, 2.58 to 7.45 a.m. when it goes into Leo. So it's in Leo Monday, Tuesday, going void at 5.54 a.m. on Wednesday the 28th with a trine to Uranus. So the Leo is forming a grand trine with Uranus and Venus, okay? So there's a big old hoo-ha up in the sky with these these folks all kind of going, woo, moon and Leo, Venus and fire, Uranus and fire. So a lot of really potent energy up there, fiery, passionate, visionary. Moon is void from 5.54 in the morning until 10.30 in the morning on the 28th, Wednesday, when it enters Virgo. And it's in Virgo Wednesday morning, Wednesday afternoon, uh, Thursday, and Friday t- till 12.59 a.m., uh, and it's got a closing aspect of a sextile to Jupiter. So think of it, Moon and Virgo, sextile Jupiter. Great aspects for organizing, getting deals done, finishing things, finalizing contracts. Moon goes void at 12.59 a.m. Friday morning, and it's void all night and early morning until 1.52 p.m. when it enters Libra. And it's in Libra Friday afternoon, 
evening Sunday or Saturday, it's in Libra. And then Sunday, it's in Libra until 2.29 p.m. when it goes void until 6.57 p.m. when it enters Scorpio. And on, on Sunday when the moon goes void in Libra, it goes void with an opposition, moon opposite Uranus. And then it enters Scorpio, and it's in Scorpio uh, Monday, Sunday night, Tuesday and Wednesday till 12.06 with a, a closing aspect of a conjunction to Jupiter. So the Libra moon has kind of, the weekend moon has kind of separating aspects uh, because of the opposition to Uranus after the week before when Venus joined Uranus. So you can kind of see Venus is in the mood this week to make decisions about her relationships. And whatever she decides at the beginning, middle of the week, she delivers the information this weekend. There also is a full moon on Saturday at 10 Libra, 45. So you're going to think back to uh, the Libra moon of um, 16 and then the opening moon of um, 10 months later. Uh, Let me think, what would that be? Cardinal Cancer of last summer. And then now, the full moon. And then the next one will be the Capricorn moon 10 months from now. No, sorry. The Aries. Hmm, I'm blanking. Yeah, the Capricorn moon, right? Yeah, the Capricorn moon. Getting old, what can I say? I should write this stuff down before I do the show. Um, and, I'm, of course, I'm not at my computer, so I can't pull it up quickly. But at any rate, uh, so the, the moon is taking us back in the story time. In Libra, of course, whatever you have at 10 of the cardinal axis or 10 of anything is getting activated by this moon. And in case of Venus is having this whole uh, revelations about relationships this week and kind of maybe shocking news about things or shocking information, you know, where she goes, oh, my God, I didn't realize that. And then... This weekend, she goes into Taurus, and she goes, hmm, okay, so now I need to do this. And then she makes decisions over the weekend when she's in Taurus with that separating aspect, and then into Scorpio, full steam ahead. So Venus goes into Taurus at 12.54 a.m. Saturday morning, you know, right after Friday night into Saturday morning, that part. So when she goes into Taurus, she's really pretty clear, you know, what's important to her and what she wants. And she's gotten out of her sign of her detriment in, in Aries, and she's now in Taurus where she, she rules. So there's a qualitative shift in the feminine over this next little chunk of time. And, uh, and, but of course, first the fiery energy while she's exploring her relationships with other planets this week. So we're going to start with her so you can kind of keep track of her. Um, And she runs from 14, uh, let me see where she runs from. Today, last week she had a square to Pluto, right, which was revealing all sorts of affairs or relationships you didn't maybe know about. I had a few clients write to me about partners' affairs coming out. And, of course, that's one of the things that happens when Venus squares Pluto. We find out about uh, triangles that have been going on behind the scenes. But this week she runs from uh, 22 Aries through 1-6 Taurus, okay? And so as she does that, almost two Taurus, as she does that, she's on the world axis 
uh, today with an inconjunct to Jupiter, asking her to adjust her relationships or adjust how she relates and feels. And, um, of course, we just finished those marches yesterday. And after there's something like that that happens where the public gets out and is pretty vociferous, Venus and Aries, those signs were pretty funny, but they were also pretty pointed. We then go, okay, now what? And there's a little bit of a letdown. There's a little bit of a psychological, well, I was waiting for that to happen, and now it's over. Now what? So that's kind of the, that's kind of the energy of today. And also very emotional. Moon and Cancer is really an emotional space. Um, and because the closing aspect is a square to Uranus, there's kind of an ouch to it. Uh, she also links up with Eris, the goddess of discord. And so she's kind of in a little bit of a mood to have a fight or a little bit of an argument. Now, Eris also is prominent when we're asking for major changes in the world. Um, she shows up with, in Joan of Arc's chart, in Galileo's chart, in Kepler's, in Heisenberg's, in you know, Gloria Steinem's, Elizabeth Caddy Stanton, Margaret Sanger. She's prominent in people who change the way we think of the world. Darwin, um, uh, you know, Luther banging his theses on the church wall and saying, this isn't right, we have to stop this. So we're having that energy now. And as a culture and a collective, our job is to work with it and say, okay, you know, what do we need to do to work with this in a new way? And so as she links up with Eris, she's also going to be contraparallel to Athena. Um, and that's where it's kind of like, well, what's your new strategy? What's the strategy going forward? She then has a quintile to the south node, which invites uh, forward, invites working collaborative connections and relationships. And then on the 28th, she joins up with Uranus. Venus joined Uranus after all these aspects that she's had. She's also parallel Uranus. So it's a super-duper energy on the 28th and the 29th of either starting new projects because she's committing to something and forsaking others, or she's out of there, okay? And we don't really know which way she's going to go. It's going to be different for each of us, but we can expect Venus to turn to you and say, it is time for you to make a decision and for you to go, okie dokie. <laughs> what do you want me to do? You want me to make a decision? Yes, it is time for, remember, she's in warrior mode. She's working with Athena. She's working with Eris, who's Mars's sister. She's feisty. She's Wonder Woman, okay? And there's a Wonder Woman feel in the sky so we all have to hunt and every man has a wonder woman too we all have animas and animuses so we all are going to harness our inner fiery female and work with her in a new way or work with her this week um then after she has those aspects with uranus she has a semi-sextile to chiron a lot of times um it's a it's a story so we were i was talking to these new friends of sonia's yesterday and the guy said his mother had been told by her father not to be too smart because men didn't like, didn't like smart women. And the impact that it had on her, his mother, um, and then with her choice of her first husband and then her second husband, it was a really deep conversation with people I just met. It was really interesting. Um, and it was kind of that, you know, that recognition of what are the rules these are the rules you were told, right? So we come off of this feisty, fiery energy, and we go into the Chiron, which is kind of that CNN lady looking at little Yolanda King, an 11-year-old, 
who says, I want no guns in the world. And kind of going, oh, honey, you're like, you know. And then catching herself. And she did catch her. To her credit, she caught herself. And she wasn't particularly patronizing. But there was a little moment there. And then the shift, right? And so we go, okay, you know, with the aspect of Venus being blindsided by Chiron, how we are wounded by that, how that fiery feminine is wounded. Remember, planets have certain signs that they like and that they don't like. And, and Venus in warrior mode, you know, picked on a lot because she's an angry female and um, what do we, or fiery female, maybe a better way to say it. And, you know, the fiery, the fiery females always go, oh, yeah, am I too much? Am I being too much? And the answer is no, you're fire on purpose. So we have fire in the sky on purpose. So we have this protest. We have these marches. We have these kids stepping forward and speaking. We have the youth, right? And so it serves a purpose. And our job is to say to it, oh, thank you so much for pointing that out to me, for being fiery, for standing there for six minutes. Six minutes is a hell of a long time to be on a stage in front of thousands of people and just standing there quietly to demonstrate how long it was that those bullets were flying that killed 17 people. Um, right after that, Venus does, does try and Vesta, and so she says, okay, let's get the home and the hearth, and then she has a semi-sextile to Neptune, encouraging us to work on our dream, and then, of course, she enters Taurus on March 31st, which is one of her favorite signs, and she gets a new strategy that she works out. Now, Venus is going to be in Taurus until April 14th, April 24th, rather, when she goes into Gemini. So we have this nice little patch of Venus ahead. Mars this week uh, has a quintile to Neptune on the 22nd, which we already had. Sorry about that. I printed up a longer page than I should have. He has a semi-square to uh, Jupiter on the 30th, which is an adjusting energy, a little bit stressful in terms of how he wants to proceed. Remember, Mars is still out of bounds, and he is approaching his frustration degree with Saturn. So he is kind of, it's kind of a little bit like driving with the brakes on. Uranus this week is semi-squared Juno and uh, pushing us to move forward and also trying Vesta, encouraging us to change our home. Uh, Juno has a partnership energy, who's signing new partnerships or new partnership deals on the world axis. Uh, I'm sorry, not on the world axis, on 14 degrees of Pisces with the marriage plan. So big commitment energy this week, commitment around dreams. Chiron is wounded uh, and is working with the nodes of fate to help us work with the wounds and then working with Pallas Athena productively on the 27th to help us move forward with new strategies and then has a square to Vesta encouraging us to change our home. Vesta, again, encourages us to change our home and to make place or make room for the new thing we want, and she enters Capricorn on the 1st of April, starting a new story. Pallas Athena enters Gemini on the 29th of March, giving us two approaches to things, and Juno has aspects with how she's going to continue partnerships on the 24th, and also series uh, stations to go direct and is now moving direct in Leo. She did that last week, which kicked us into a new space. Also this week, we have Mercury retrograde, and he is talking to Neptune and a little bit disillusioned on the 28th. That can be a very teary day, or that can be an emotionally difficult day uh, because of that, that in conjunct to the partnership and to 
Neptune. This is a week when relationships can really end uh, because of the energy of wanting to shift into something new. Um, and then Mercury also has an aspect with the nodes of fate on the 30th, so watch who you meet, who you pull in, because there can be somebody, they can be somebody interesting. And then last but not least, because we never want to leave the sun out, the sun goes from uh, four Aries all the way to 11, almost 12 Aries this week. And he has um, a contraparallel aspect with the 20, uh, with Aries, suggesting that even though people might want to fight with him, he doesn't want to fight with them. And, um, you know, and sometimes you see that where the sun goes, you know, I know you're trying to pick a fight with me, but I'm not going to do it. And so honoring that the sun has that energy, he also is parallel to Chiron, working with the wound. Now remember, he and Venus are kind of tracing the same section of the sky because they're both in Aries, or both in Aries. And then this week, sun squares Saturn. This is a tough one on the 29th, so the day or two before. And he's also contraparallel Juno. So that's very much a, I'm done with this relationship. I'm closing it down. It's better for my ego to move forward and do something else. And also, last but not least, Mercury and Sun combust on the 1st of April. So people are going to be pretty clear that they have to do things, or they have to stop things, or they have to change things. They're done. They're, they're, you know, they, they, they've taken enough information in. That said, because the energy is so pointed and so sharp, do pay attention. You may say things or do things that hurt or cut the other person unintentionally. And if you do, this is a very big week to make sure to reach out and apologize or to reach out and say, I did not mean to do that, uh, especially if it was coming from a place of ignorance or innocence or perhaps because Mercury's retrograde, they didn't hear you right. And on that note, buy tickets to Rose's Persuasion. Thank you. Have a great week. See you next week. Bye-bye.